Hey, welcome everybody. It's time for the newest show here on OC Talk Radio, This Week with Wendy. The only show where you'll find real talk about the SoCal, a state of mind. With a woman who's well-versed in that subject, she knows a lot about it. She's going to show it off here today. The host of this show is Wendy Ross. Welcome, Wendy. Good morning. Are you ready to talk about a state of mind? What the heck does that mean? Are we talking real estate or are we talking something deeper here? We're talking real estate. And I think what people uh, think of when they hear estate is something a little bit more stately and mansion-like. And like when I talk to my family in Ohio and I say that my little tiny shack that was built in 1947 is worth a million (laughs) dollars and they lose their mind. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you got a lot to talk about in this show as you talk about real estate here, because it's the one subject on everybody's mind. And it's something you know a little bit about after decades. I'm just looking at your bio here. After decades of working at a variety of real estate brokerages in Silicon Valley, you started up there. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm a tech kid. And then down to Orange County, you decided it was time to create a different real estate business model. Amen. So you did that. That's what you call, what, veracity real estate? Exactly. And when you entered the market, I think the time was right for something, a renewed commitment to, you like to call it bespoke client advocacy. What does that mean? What's bespoke? That, that's customized uh, right. client advocacy. It's Well, bespoke, the bespoke part of it, of course, is something that's curated specifically for each individual client. And um, it dismayed me at all the different brokerage houses I was at. And I won't name names to protect the innocent, but they felt that bespoke service belonged only to the upper echelon client. Yeah, that's what I would think. If you got the money, then we'll give you the time. Right. And I feel like if you're spending a half million dollars or more on anything, you should get a little bit of handholding. It just seems right to me. So... That Ra- and radical being, thoughts uh, in these days here when we're going to robo uh, uh, sales and uh, nobody's even talking to a real person anymore here. I know, but hold your horses. We'll talk about that in just a minute. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you built a company of data-driven real estate investment advisors. What does that mean? They're not just uh, sticking their finger in the wind and following <laughs> the rest of the pack here? No, and they're also not just reading somebody else's reports and expecting that data to be accurate and reliable. And I'm not saying that other reports about real estate are inaccurate, but what I am saying is that if we don't do our own homework and really analyze what's happening in our own backyard, we're going to start to give some really bad information to people unintentionally. That's the truth. And so many times you're just hearing whatever everybody else is telling you, and then until it's not true, it's true. That's my point. Well, you give clients facts and data derived from practical local real estate analysis and experience. And you even study, this is the one I thought was interesting, international luxury trends. So clients make the best informed decisions. What does that mean? How does an international luxury trend affect my house here in uh, Irvine? You would be surprised. Um, a couple of examples I can give you right off the top of my head is when I visited friends and family in Germany, I started noticing how they were building their kitchens mm. and their style of cabinetry and things. And they were about a decade ahead of us. Really? Now, when you go to design centers, you're seeing these cabinets that are the like the glossy enamel and the high color. Yeah. They were doing that in Germany years and years ago. So it's important for us to stay ahead of the trend so we can advise our clients. And is it just color trends or is it the layout of the house? You know, for a while there, when I was a kid, everybody had a formal living room and a formal dining room. I don't know who's got those anymore. Right. right? Now, all of that has changed. COVID has changed the face of the way we live and the spaces in which we live. But also, um, going back to the, the international client, the international luxury client, I stumbled into that awareness by surprise when I found that one of my biggest investors here in Southern California 
was Australian. Oh. She was born in Hong Kong. She was very well known in Australia. In fact, real estate courses in universities feature her. They talk about her. Wow. She's a subject matter about which they teach people because she is so brilliant in the real estate space. And she taught me a lot about what was going on globally um, and down in Sydney. So is that the kind of content we're going to hear on the show and the kind of guests we should expect uh, as we tune in for this week with Wendy? All that and more. All right. Well, give us a quick recap of the market. That's what I'm most curious every week. Is it up? Is it down? Where the heck is it going? How's my house today? It's bloody insane. So (laughs) let me just start by giving a little bit of context And every week we're going to have a conversation about the same thing. But as a little bit of background, because this is our launch. Yeah, right. um, Real estate is just like any other commodity. We talk about supply and we talk about demand. And when I talk about housing supply, I'm going to call it inventory in most cases. And the demand, of course, is how many of them sold or sales. Uh, And we'll also track things like how long did they stay on the market? How Mm. fast are homes selling? And, of course, what are the prices doing? Yeah. So – Historically in Orange County, this time of year, as we ease into the holidays, we usually see a tapering down of sales, a matching tapering down of housing inventory. Things usually take a little bit longer to sell. Um, historically, like way pre-COVID, you would see something in the neighborhood of maybe seven to 8,000 homes for sale in Orange County, and maybe 2,500 to 3,500 of them would sell this time of year. Okay. And that would take an average of between 35 and 45 days to sell. What we saw during COVID was that the inventory started to drop, and that made a whole lot of sense. We would only see like six to 7,000 homes for sale, just a little bit less. However, this year so far, we're trending to probably only have 4,500 homes available to buy. Really? But what is not changing is the number of homes sold. The historic average this time of year is roughly 3,000 homes are sold in November as we taper into December and the holidays. During COVID, I thought that was going to drop like a rock, and it didn't. Hmm. In fact, in some months during COVID, we sold more than the normal homes because everyone locally needed to revisit where they live. If they lived in a condo, especially an open concept condo, and suddenly two adults were home zooming into work, they're talking over each other, they can't get anything done, and rather than get divorced, they're going to buy another house <laughs> with more walls, right? <laughs> so it created this local shuffle, and I refer to it in many of my blog posts as the great reshuffling, but that's what's going on so here. So it's not just the great uh, resignation, it's the great reshuffling of it the is. markets and their lives and everything here. It is, and there's so much impetus now, there's so much heat on our market now, we're selling through homes faster and more furiously in Orange County than anywhere else in Southern California. And that's why we're here, and that's why we're doing this show. Well, one of the things I always worry about, I'm a man of a certain age. I'm in those 60s, looking at the 70s, staring down my face, and I'm wondering, how the heck am I going to get the money out of this house Mm -hmm. unless I just sell it? And then where do I go? Right. Well, that's the burning question. Where do I go? Yeah. So we've had a bunch of locals here say, I can't find anything I would even consider moving into. Therefore, I'm going to take my departure home off the market, and I'm not going to sell it which has further suppressed the supply. And then compounding our issue here is that people in Los Angeles counties where it's much more expensive to live at the coast are going, well, wait a minute. If I'm working from home anyway, why didn't I go down to Orange County where the air is a little bit cleaner, homes are a little bit cheaper. Traffic's a little easier. Traffic's a little bit easier. I can get more for my buck. And they're coming down here, so they're leaving departure homes behind them in L.A. County, and they're gobbling up our inventory, which is further causing a crunch here. It's making my life misery. (laughs) So we're going to hear reports nationally about how, oh, California housing is finally calming down. There's more inventory. And that's true throughout the state. That's even true in L.A. County and San Diego County, right? we got Pete here. He's buying San Diego County. He'll talk about it. But that's not true in Orange County. We are the redheaded stepchild with no inventory. 
Well, you brought somebody interesting that maybe will address my overall question. How do I get my money out of my house without moving here? Bring in your guest here, Pete. Pete Tentler, tell us a little bit about yourself, will you? Certified reverse mortgage professional. Uh, I own my own business, Independence Reverse Mortgage Solutions. I was born and raised in the city of Chicago, and I was working for this company called Household Finance. And they had transferred me to Houston, then to Oklahoma City. There was Thanksgiving of 1994, I got a call from my old manager and said, I pulled some strings for you, and um, we're starting a reverse mortgage division, and you're moving to San Diego. Now, you know, winters in Chicago are miserable. Uh, I didn't know a soul in Oklahoma City, so I wasn't very happy. And he's talking about this thing called a reverse mortgage. And You're like, I, what is never, that? i never heard of a reverse mortgage before, but what I heard, so I'm moving to San Diego. <laughs> so <clears throat> so that was that was good. And then that was December of 94 that I moved here. And the end of January, I closed my first reverse mortgage loan. And it was a woman in Point Loma. She had this big house. Um, I don't remember. She had an old Ford Galaxy 500 in the driveway with ball tires and rusting out. And, and she couldn't... She couldn't afford to live there any longer. Yeah. So she was. She said, "I heard the, this uh, advertisement on the radio, and I called you, and you were able to get the equity out of my home. The home was free and clear, but she could barely survive on her social security." Yeah. So we got her a new car, paid off her credit card bills, fixed up the house a little bit, and uh, she, I, I was like, "This is really a great product. I'm, I'm really helping people out." That's awesome. And if I may, let me just share something here with our audience. Um, you're going to know a lot more about Pete when we're done, but I want to just highlight that I view real estate a little bit differently, and so does Pete, and so do the other guests we're going to bring here today. We view things from a different, more critical lens, um, and I think we're more creative thinkers, and that's exactly why I wanted Pete to be here today, because he's going to talk not only about the changes in you know reverse mortgages and the stigmas that are hopefully now gone, but also how critical it is as a tool for purchase. So Pete, please take it away. Well, I think the number one thing that I that I addressed with people in the very beginning is is not how great the product is, but let's let's talk about what it is not, because oftentimes when I'm speaking to a, a homeowner or their financial planner or their or their attorney, a lot of people think that a reverse mortgage means that you're signing the title over to the bank, the bank in turn pays you a monthly mortgage payment, and then when you die, the bank gets to keep the home and all the remaining equity. None of that is true. You always retain title to the home, just like a traditional or forward mortgage. Uh, mortgage payments are not required on a reverse mortgage. Um, you have the option of taking a monthly payment, a lump sum, or just leaving it on the credit line, or even a combination of all three. So why would someone take a lump sum? <clears throat> to pay off a big mortgage. If they had a mortgage on their home right now, mm -hmm. let's say three or $400,000, and they come to me and they say, we don't need any additional cash, we just want to eliminate our mortgage payment. Got we want it. to retire the mortgage payment. So we're able to, depending on what the value of their home is and their age, will be will determine the loan amount. So in some cases, we just they take the lump sum to pay off the mortgage. And in some cases, maybe they get a, a $500,000 reverse mortgage loan and they have a $200,000 mortgage. So we pay that off and then the remaining $300,000 is put on a credit line. And that $300,000, uh, they can take that in a monthly payment uh, for X amount of years or the rest of their life, or they just leave it on the credit line as a standby just in case we need it. I get it. So is that why they call you the financial locksmith? 
they call me the financial locksmith because there was a woman up in uh, Ontario, California. Her husband just had just passed away, and she didn't realize that he left her with $75,000 in credit card debt. Oh, boy. She also had a mortgage of about 200000 with a very high interest rate. And the house was worth over 600000 mm-hmm. She couldn't get a credit line from her bank to pay off the credit cards because her debt-to-income ratio was so high. Right. So her income was little, but her debts were high. So she said, I've got to call this equity in the house, and I, and I can't get access to it. It's all locked up. Mm. So with the reverse mortgage, because there's no mortgage payments required, we're not so much focused on their income or the ability to pay the, back the loan because there's no mortgage payments required. So we were able to get her a credit line, a reverse mortgage credit line of almost 400000 paid off the first, paid off the credit card debt, and then get, she wanted to get about $500 a month extra. And okay. the rest the rest was on the credit line. And we went to sign the final loan documents. Uh, the notary left. And she says, can you stick around? I'm like, yeah. She's like, you know, I had all this equity locked up in the home. And I couldn't get access to it. it you were like a locksmith. And I'm driving home like financial locksmith. I love it. And that's how I know you. That's how I've always heard of you. Thank you. And we run through um, the same professional circles. And everyone, when we talk about reverse mortgage, says, oh, do you know Pete? Oh, do you know Pete? Have you met Pete? Is there anyone in Southern California you don't know? (laughs) (laughs) There's still a lot of people out there. And there's still a lot of people out there in uh, our our network, Mm -hmm. the the financial uh, network and legal network, that still come up to me and say, you know, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I still don't I don't understand it or I've got a misconception I, I haven't heard you talk the, the the mechanics of it and that's what I was hoping you would get into is like <clears throat> what is the biggest misconception you found um, again it's it's something where the, the, the people think that it's something that they're, they're cheating their children out of their inheritance mm-hmm. and, and and in one case um, this person actually came up to me and says I you know I said I'm a reverse mortgage professional because oh so you prey on old people right like, well, what do you mean? Because isn't that when you, you sign the house over to the bank and the bank, and when you die, the bank gets the house? I go, no, it's not that at all. But it used to be, right? It, it, it at one point there were companies that were that's how they structured it. Now it's all it's all taken care of. Now it's all much better now. <clears throat> but in this case, this gentleman, he says, you know, I wish I knew about this before. I go before what? He goes, well, several years ago, I talked my client out of getting a reverse mortgage because I thought they lose the house. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's not that bad, is it? And he goes, well, no, a couple of years later, they lost their home to foreclosure. Oh, Lord. And what you're telling me, had I picked up the phone and called you, mm-hmm. we would have had it straightened out and they would still be living in the home. Well, okay, but how do we make this better? And he goes, come out, come over to my office next week, do a quick presentation with me and my, my partners. And I said, partners, I go, what do you do for a living? He goes, I'm an estate planning attorney with over 40 years of experience. Hello. Mm-hmm. So he's charging somebody, what, $500 an hour mm-hmm. for his advice, and he had something completely wrong. So that's why, you know, I say to people, um, any questions, anytime. Yes, and you've been such a great resource for <clears throat> me and my clients, so I know that to be true. So I, I, I'm, I'm here to make you feel comfortable about your questions. I'm not going to embarrass you because you don't know. I'm going to make you – do my best to make you feel comfortable calling. Well, and even the smartest people that we know, they're smart in their own space and we can be sort of siloed. So right. they need to refer to you as an expert. I mean, even though I've been in my industry in real estate and real estate finance for decades, 
I can still call you constantly because I have questions. And because it's always evolving. Like right. you had said, what used to be the case where it was a little bit more usury even mm-hmm. in terms of uh, the fees and the costs, et cetera, and the fact that you could lose the home and whatnot, and that that has evolved. But it's it's evolving still. Like what's going on now? What's the newest thing? Um, well, the the latest is that there are more private reverse mortgages coming out. What does that okay. mean, private? So you have the, the most popular reverse mortgage is the FHA-insured reverse mortgage. Mm-hmm. They limit the value of your home to $822,375. So even if it's worth $3 million? You're, you're, it, and, and if, you're, if you're 62 years old, you're going to get about 50% of 822000 Okay. If you're 90 years old, you're getting 73%. So the older you are, the greater the loan-to-value percentage. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, here in Southern California, the right. homes are, you know, million plus all over the place fha won't go that high but some lenders have their own private investors and they have their own guidelines that say we can go lend up to four million we can lend up to six million and on a case-by-case basis um we i was flirting with one with eight million wow yeah it was a 16 million dollar home in newport beach and they had an eight million dollar liens on it they had a first a second and a third wow and uh, they're paying $24,000 a month interest-only mortgage payments. So with wow. those what we call proprietary reverse mortgages, the minimum age is 60, whereas the FHA is 62. So it sounds like these private investors have figured out this is a very smart loan to do. It is a very smart loan. In fact, the latest on that, and this is about a month ago, uh, three of the lenders, three of the five lenders that I partner with, mm-hmm. Have dropped that sixty at a minimum age of sixty to fifty five. Hello, so I can get one now. Are you fifty five? I am. I didn't know that. I look fabulous. You do. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be a real game changer. This is going to allow people to uh, eliminate their mortgage payment sooner, mm-hmm. and uh, without getting the, all the details on it, this this could be a possible avenue to early retirement. I think that's wonderful. So people can like free up their cash mm-hmm. and do something that they're passionate about, mm-hmm. which is, I think, the case with most of us, right? Mm-hmm. And and the, and the the other questions that I get often is, what what can I use my the money for? Exactly, the money that you've unlocked for us. What can we use it for? You can use it for whatever you want. Really? Yeah. So I, mean, I can like go buy ponies if I want to. You can go buy ponies, or you can buy that that vacation home in the desert or up in the mountains. You know, at that second home that you've always been wanting to have, you okay. can do that. So I can take the money out and do whatever I want with it. How much can I take out? It depends on the value of your home. Okay. So let's and, say I have a $10 million home. Okay. And I'm 70. And you're 70. You're probably going to get, the, the maximum would be close to $6 million. Wow. Yeah. Seriously. Mm-hmm. So I could go buy an island or something in Ibiza. Sure thing. See, I'm not that I'm encouraging people to go buy real estate. Why would I do that? No, of course not. Yeah. So can you help listeners understand selfishly for me how they can use a reverse mortgage to buy a house? Right. So what what I try to tell people is to make this very simple. A reverse mortgage is just like a traditional mortgage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Keep the title to the home. When you sell the home, you keep all the equity. So just like a, a regular mortgage, you, you buy a home. You put your 10% down, your 20% down, whatever it is, and then the lender will finance the the delta, Mm -hmm. okay, the the remaining 80 or 90%, and you make mortgage payments on that. Right. Same thing with a reverse mortgage, except you're going to be making a little bit larger down payment. So you're probably going to be doing 50% down payment, maybe 40%, again, depending on your age. And then 
we use the mortgage. This time it's a reverse mortgage mm-hmm. to finance the Delta. That's incredible. So I had a client. This was in San Diego. They were living in Poway. They were in their early 70s. They were looking to retire. Mm-hmm. And big house, two stories, four bedrooms, bath, you know, a, a pool, landscape. It was costing them $1,000 a month just to maintain the property. I get it, yeah. And they were going to sell, but the problem was that they had a $500,000 mortgage on this $800,000 home. So that meant they were going to net about 300000 Which is a nice down payment. But they didn't know about the reverse mortgage, nor did their realtor. What? So they started showing homes up in Menifee Lakes, which is 75 miles away. There's nothing wrong with Menifee Lakes. It's a very nice area. I've done a lot of loans up there. But the problem was, was that their... They said, you know, if we're going to downsize, mm-hmm. relocating to a smaller home or out of the area is a compromise that we don't want to do. Our friends are here. Our kids are here. Our of grandkids course. are here. Yeah. So we got together with the CPA and the daughter. And the daughter says, I've heard bad things about it. You know, now that you've explained it, what's the catch? I go, the catch is that it's a reverse mortgage, meaning that they're going to have less equity when they pass away. So when mm-hmm. if you're depending on the equity in the home as their inheritance, mm-hmm. then you should have them move to Menifee Lakes. And she yeah. said, we don't need the inheritance. We need babysitters. Right. And there's no way we can do this with the living 65, 70 miles away. No, no. <clears throat> it, I think it's an incredible tool. And, and I love that, that it has been tweaked. Um, it has been made more mainstream mm-hmm. and it has been made more affordable. Mm-hmm. And, right. and we need to have you like here regularly talking about it so more people understand it. Right. And then they were able to buy a home just a few exits away from their, their daughter and their grandkids. Right. And it allowed them to right size without compromise. And still not have a payment. And still not have a mortgage payment. I love that. I love that. So um, before we wrap this up, I mean, I'm going to have you talk a little bit more often throughout the year, but before I let you go, how can our listeners reach you? Um, I'm Again, I'm always available for a phone call. Okay. Uh, my, my phone number is 949-989-1776. Okay. So 949-989-1776. Okay, great. And of course, we'll have that posted for the podcast later so people can see it and we'll shamelessly slash you all over social media because <laughs> that's what I like to do. You've given us so much to digest, and I feel like we haven't even touched the tip of the iceberg, so I'm going to have you back. I'd love to be back. Awesome. All right. So I'm going to toss it back to Paul. Paul's going to share a few words about our sponsors. Well, one of the things I like about this show is you certainly surround yourself with a top-level team here, some great strategic partners, including our sponsor, Ford DeUlio. Ordiulio is an Orange County-based boutique litigation firm with experienced attorneys from big law firms. The partners founded Ford and Ulio on the concept of aligned interests, where their success is directly related to the value and results they produce for their clients, where they're rewarded for being efficient and effective, and where they engage in the relentless pursuit of their clients' goals, where in litigation, in meditation, mediation, not meditation, mediation, or in trust, they do it all. From trial to litigation to mediation, check out Ford de Ulio, F-O-R-D-D-E-U-L-I-O.com. Ford de Ulio. Wendy, back to you. Thank you, Paul. All right, Pete, so I've picked your brain about what you do for a living, and now I want people to get to know you and love you like I do. So I'm going to ask <laughs> some, some Pete-centric questions. 
So <clears throat> I know that you were born in Chicago. So can you tell us about what city you call home now or will soon call San Diego. Home? And, San Diego, yeah. Okay. All right. Are you still in escrow or have you moved in? We closed escrow last night at 5. <gasps> Congratulations. Yeah. How you. exciting. Very How exciting. exciting. So when do you move? Uh, the nineteenth, but we've got we've got everything in bins, and we're going to start moving in slowly. So just just have the movers move the heavy stuff. So I know how you're spending your holidays. Not much. My wife used up all her vacation days, <laughs> so uh, which was good. She she took a trip with her father up to Alaska for you know, a week, and then a week back in San Antonio. Nice. So we'll probably just. Um, I got this Traeger smoker. Smoke a turkey breast. I have a couple of orphans over. So are you going to have them over at the new house with boxes? Yes. Or? No, no, no. We'll be, we definitely will be unpacked by then. Okay, good. All right. So you've got a plan. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. We, the, we, the, they were asking 710,000 for this mm -hmm. 1300 square foot home. We put in, put it in for 737. We mm -hmm. got it. The appraisal came in at 740. Isn't that amazing? So we saved $27,000. That's incredible. Yeah. That is incredible. We were done in under 20 days. Go you. Yeah. It doesn't hurt that you know what you're doing in finance, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> See, she had a leg up on that. So tell me, you were moved to San Diego, as you told us before, for your career. Right. Um, and you've chosen to stay there. What, tell us, what is it you love about where you live? The weather. Um, I mean, the weather is just fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's, that's the easy answer. And I notice, um, you know, Chicago is such a great place. But, but the people in Southern California, San Diego, Orange County, Everybody's just in a in a good mood. They're in a positive mood. They're not negative, and I think that has to do with the weather. I think the sunshine has a whole lot to do with that. Yeah, right. And I love that you don't confine yourself to San Diego because I met you in Orange County. Right. So I do a lot of business in Orange County. I bet. I bet. So you live in your car. I live in the car. And yeah. your wife must miss you a lot because you're always up here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shifting gears. So, what is your most treasured possession? Remember you asking me this? The relationships I've built, oh, um, not just friends, but but uh, the attorneys, the financial planners, the realtors that that have trusted me with their clients. Right. Um, I mean, some of these clients are are very very wealthy, and and they get you know we want to understand reverse mortgages as asset protection or for other other things, and and they trust me. I'm not sure what what it is that I do differently that that. I they think trust me, I, but. I have some ideas, but the fact that you actually choose to be like we do and be a, a true student of your industry, yes, and absolutely. you never stop learning because right. nothing nothing is static; everything is always changing. Yep. Um, so, what do you consider your greatest achievement so far in life? My business. I was starting my own business, um, and and again, winning winning the the trust of other people. Mm -hmm. Uh, my marriage too. So mm -hmm. uh, Cassidy's going to hear this. So I have to mention her. Uh, <laughs> we were married uh, three and a half years ago. Has uh, it been three and a half years? Three and a half years. It'll be it'll be four in March. the The interesting thing is that it's the first marriage for both of us. Good for you. Yeah. You know, Nick and I were married late in life, and I, I, there's a lot to be said for, you know, understanding who you are. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm so happy for the two of you. That's incredible. Yeah. It's 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 we. Our tolerance level is, is much easier. Sure, things things don't get us upset. Sure, as, as it usually is, and just we're grateful for each other. <laughs> All right, so I'm not going to let you lean on the financial locksmith. What's your personal motto? Um, something my father, my late father, used to always say. He was a he was a physician, a neurologist, and he, he had three words: able, affable, and available. So, 
able, meaning that you're, you're always learning, right? You're, right. you're showing everybody in your industry you're the you're top of the game at all times. Um, affable is somebody that, you know, be a pleasant person. Be somebody that, that they want to do business with you. Absolutely. And a- available, answer the phone. You're amazing that way. I don't think I've ever called you and had you not pick up live and in person. And that's incredibly, incredibly rare. Yeah. Thank you. So, Thank you. I'm I'm just giddy that you are here and my very first guest on my very first show. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for helping with our launch. My pleasure. And uh, we'll be in touch to get you back again. I'd like that. Super. Thanks. Thanks, Wendy. Okay. Well, that's a wrap. Please join us next week for This Week with Wendy as we continue to explore what real estate looks like here in Southern California. Be sure to follow Veracity Real Estate Company on Instagram and LinkedIn you'll be able to find this show wherever you listen to fine podcasts.